Welcome to the AWS Rethink Podcast, here to help you rethink your strategy in the cloud. I'm your host, Nolan Chen. And I'm your host, Malini Chatterjee. Generative AI is a hot topic. There has been a lot of progress in the recent days in this field, especially from the AWS machine learning and generative AI announcements, particularly with the Amazon Bedrock becoming generally available. To bring you additional awareness, knowledge, and breadth to generative AI, we have our guest today, Lavanya Bandari. Welcome, Lavanya. Yes, welcome, Lavanya. Um, Before we dive in, can you first talk about your role here at AWS, what you do here, and perhaps what you did prior to AWS? Absolutely, Nolan. Thank you, Malini and Nolan, for having me on the podcast. Hi, everybody. My name is Lavanya Bandari. I serve as a senior solution architect within commercial sales for US West. I have been with AWS for about two years now in this role. I lead my customers on AWS cloud journey, delivering emotion days, performing architectural discussions, having them build well-architected workloads on the cloud. I'm also part of a technical field community for machine learning within AWS. So I help customers uh, see value with AWS machine learning tools and capabilities. Prior to that, I worked for PayPal for about 17 years in variety of roles across development, product strategy, and leadership. Thanks, Lavanya. So obviously, you have many years of experience combined with different types of roles. But today, we'll talk about generative AI. And I'd like to start with a simple question. It's gotten a lot of attention lately, but you know, not every company is a tech or AI company. Why is it important for most customers out there today to know about generative AI? Very true. So recently, generative AI applications have really captured widespread attention and our imagination. So we are truly uh, at an inflection point um, in this widespread adoption of machine learning, where we believe most of our customer experiences and applications will be reinvented or will be innovated in a fashion that we have not seen before. So generative AI refers specifically to AI that can generate content in response to inputs. So a type of AI that can create content and ideas, including conversations, stories, your imagination is the key here, is also powered by a lot of machine learning models, very large language models that are already pre-trained on vast amounts of data what we commonly refer to as foundation models. So whether you are in a tech company or not, whether you have services related directly to a tech company, you do have some sort of IT teams internally that support your business. So generative AI can be applied to any of those internal processes where you can improve efficiency, productivity, bringing a lot more customer experiences and satisfaction to the level So you can build approvals, communications, better processes around it. It's important for customers to stay alert on the technology innovations and latest news. Validate what is important for your business. Understand where the capabilities of generative AI are heading and build on a right use case with a plan, right? Stay ahead of your competition and build innovative apps faster. Thanks, Lavanya. I think a key is is you said stay ahead of your competition, but I know just keeping up can be rough. So yeah, so make a good point, right? That Since any company that generates content, whether internally or externally, can benefit from generative AI. Is that correct? 
Thanks, Lavanya. I did hear loud and clear that the key intent over here is how to stay ahead of your competition and build those innovative applications faster. With tying that back, how can the customers learn about the generative AI and the latest AWS offerings? Absolutely. That's a really good question. Um, there's a lot of news content that is overpowered around how do I get ahead of these uh, uh, news, right? So I'm excited to announce Amazon Bedrock that came to GA on September 28th. So Amazon Bedrock is a serverless API-based kind of experience that offers a wide range of foundation models built by leading AI startups and Amazon, where you can quickly build privately fine-tune those models as well on your own data and easily integrate within your applications, deploy using AWS tools and capabilities. For customers within highly regulated industries, Amazon Bedrock has also achieved HIPAA eligibility and GDPR compliance. Additionally, Amazon Bedrock is integrated with CloudWatch to help you track usage metrics and build customized dashboards for auditing purposes. And with CloudTrail, you can monitor the API activity as well. Since Bedrock allows you to do a lot of API-based experience, it is completely within your CloudTrail to monitor and troubleshoot further. Organizations of all sizes can also access Llama 2 models on Bedrock without having to manage the underlying infrastructure. Apart from Bedrock, you would see even Code Whisperer that is widely adopted in a lot of customers today, an AI coding companion that uses a foundation model under the hood are able to generate code suggestions in real time. And SageMaker Gemstart is another ML hub offering more than 400 uh, built-in algorithms, foundation models, and solution templates. You can easily use the pre-built training inference scripts within your UI and API-based machine learning. There are notebooks with examples that you can quickly adopt and test. Easily access these ML assets, machine learning assets to bring to market. Thanks, Lavanya. So how can our customers prepare for the generative AI solutions? There's no formula for us to really um, figure out what is best. We have to go as per our testing and our guidance by thinking out of the box, right? You have a lot of projects in the pipeline today. You probably are working on a particular roadmap thinking towards how to look for generative AI offerings that will bring innovation and speed to those projects. Some of the key challenges or problems that you're facing today are focused on today. Bring that AWS account team. We understand where you have some of these rollouts are on a clock, right? We don't want to stop any of your rollouts, any of your releases. So we work backwards from AWS perspective and we help you bringing generative AI embedded within those projects for you. How can they seamlessly fit in into your current pipeline or current roadmap. By building applications faster with generative AI, you go to market quickly than planned, right? So you get to see your return of investment faster than what you were able to see before. If you already have an architecture that is already built within AWS today with your proprietary data, either you're storing your data in any of the proprietary databases or any of our open source databases, you're ready to leverage generative AI. Remember, your data is the key differentiator. If you have a lot of data silos, such as say, for example, you have a product data sitting in one database, a customer data in another database, and the way you engage your customers 
is in another Excel dashboard, something that you internally interact. And you have open source databases housing some key information regarding your entire business. It would be rather difficult to be able to build a generative AI application around those key data points that are in different silos. So it's possible even with generative AI today, you can query the database with a natural language and get question answers based on that. But it is important for us to invest some time and build a strong data foundation around these silos, what we call here at AWS, data lake. So that would be a key indicator to success when you're building generative AI applications. Thanks, Lavanya. So if I can summarize that the key differentiator is having a strong data foundation and building your data lake strategy, or it can be uh, something around consolidating dating all of the data having the strong foundation before you can even think of how you can proceed with your gen ai applications absolutely thanks savanya so i work with a lot of what we call commercial customers here at aws um, could you share like what are some common use cases that would fit, fit most uh, industries within the commercial sector um sure but i'll talk about something that i see within my customer base I hear a lot about how do I build uh, a question answer mechanism that is more within that fits within their knowledge base. Say they have built a huge knowledge base for their product, for their customers. They have learned a lot of this information already and they have that data sitting somewhere. And when they are interacting with the customers, the internal teams, or it could be customer agents, it could be even product teams that they interact with, right? How do you bring this knowledge of wealth that is already built in that, in that discussion while answering those questions faster. So your customer agents are not really going through a huge set of documentation answering the same questions over and over again. There is an approach called RAG that you can implement using generative AI language models and then build that domain knowledge-based question and answering. The other use case that I've seen is around summarizing text. This could apply to a lot more industries where you have a lot of documents uh, around your financial reports for financial companies, your legal documents within your company, for example, where you have 20-page, 30-page documents that are contracts. Um, so how do you automatically create quick business summaries, business reports, or meeting notes on the on these papers, on these documents that you have accumulated in, in all these years, right? This can give a ton of value to your next set of projects that you're building around that. These summaries can also be directed at a particular topic, um, elaborated meetings, summarizing those two. The third use case that I also see commonly asked is chatbot. A particular chat on your website, for example, already built. So how can you make that efficiently work with generative AI? So you can combine, for example, chatbot also with question and answering use case. But then how do you build that customer or internal facing chatbot to give right information at the right time? So you're not really delaying that information back and forth. Thanks, Lavanya. So I heard building a knowledge base, summarizing text and building chatbots. Those are definitely use cases I think customers of all sizes can benefit from. Uh, there, there was one term you brought up, a RAG. Uh, could you explain in a little bit more detail what that stands for for our listeners who haven't heard of it yet before? So RAG is a concept called Retrieval Augmented Generation. It's an AI framework where you're retrieving facts from a knowledge base. 
uh, your knowledge base could be sitting in a document, could be sitting in some kind of a database, for example. You can have your large language model retrieve most accurate information from that to provide key business value within that question and answering. Say, for example, you're taking a car for a body shop and then you're asking the right set of questions, whether you have the right car parts in there or something that has not arrived in their uh, warehouse, for example, and they have updated this knowledge base. So how do you get right information at that time? So RAG can be implemented where it's drawing information up to date from that knowledge base to be able to deliver to that customer. Okay. So it sounds like it's that's what you use, right? If you want to grab just in time or more up-to-date information to combine yes. with your model. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, the next question I had has to do with infrastructure. I mean, I read in news how to build all these models in the first place, you need really advanced hardware and advanced chips. So obviously it takes a sk some skilled uh, professionals to manage all that hardware and infrastructure. What could customers do to take advantage of generative AI, but they really don't want to, you know, get bogged down and or hiring people to manage infrastructure? Yeah, that can be really hard when you're trying to figure out not only what use case, how to fit in my generative AI model, but then also have to go down the path of understanding what infrastructure is right. So with the announcement of Bedrock, so which is the easiest way for our customers to build and scale, securely generative AI-based applications is the key, where you don't have to manage any infrastructure. All that heavy lifting is done by AWS. Using Amazon Bedrock and foundation models that are available via Bedrock, democratizing access for all builders through that API. It also provides model choices for our customers and makes foundation models from Amazon and leading AI startups, such as AI21 Labs, we have Anthropic Models, we have Cohere, Meta, and Stability AI, all available, accessible via API. Bedrock, for the Amazon models, we have Titan Foundation Models, applicable for text and search tasks that support a variety of tasks today or use cases that you can go through and be able to build via managed service. With, with Bedrock serverless API-based experience, you can actually get started not only quickly, privately also fine-tune foundation models for your data and easily integrate and deploy into your application. Thanks, Lavanya. Now that we have learned a little bit about how to manage the infrastructure, what are some of the other challenges that customers typically face while building Gen AI applications in the cloud? So any AI model, artificial intelligence model, is as good as its data, right? So it's a reflection of your data set. When you're using generative AI, if you're um, leveraging some of that and if your, data, your data foundation is not strong enough, for example, that could hinder the way that you are generative AI or even adopting that. The unfamiliarity in technical hurdles and complexity can be a struggle to get generative AI potential. Other challenge that I'm seeing is also around build, building generative AI for a wrong use case. We understand that not every use case requires Gen AI solution. So if there is already an AI service, for example, that could be a better fit for the cost optimized solution for you. So figure out what the problem that we are trying to solve and see which generative AI solution fits that. The third, do they have to fine tune? And we'll talk a little bit about fine tuning a little later. 
so they probably are thinking that they have to fine tune but if they are fine tuning for no reason they are adding up too much cost on their uh, on their footprint so learning deeply about the use case what use case that we can define on their particular business problem start with the poc proof of concept for your particular use case before attempting to fine tune and be able to go with what is absolutely needed for your for the right path okay so not everybody needs to fine tune would you be able to share a little bit more what what it really means to fine tune and why you would or would not need to fine tune sure so when do we fine tune so let's let's go a little bit a backtrack foundation models right so they are already pre-trained on this large unlabeled corpus data resulting in a model that can be adaptable to a wide range of use cases now it is it is important to f- distinguish between fine tuning and forms of prompt engineering so these are different ways of approaches that you can use either to improve that foundation model or personalize that foundation model so let's talk a little bit about fine tuning now fine tuning is something that you're trying to tweak that model so whatever is available to you is not really giving you the right out so you go and fine tune that model so you're adjusting some model weights and parameters with the new data that you are providing which was not trained right the the foundation model is not trained on your data so you're fine tuning with your own data this is a similar concept from machine learning called transfer learning any fine tuning does require certain machine learning expertise and certain infrastructure footprint and data access on the other hand prompt engineering is another concept where you can either go with zero shot few shot and many shot so you are trying to give some kind of prompt to the foundation model to perform that task at hand now what do i mean by zero shot few shot zero shot is something that it gave you a response without any any more due diligence on your prompts any more asking further questions on those prompts you are able to get the answer and that that answer fits your need few shot you want to go redefine that prompt little bit further so you get a better output of your question or that prompt so you are refining optimizing your output by providing detailed prompts for example when generating an image you may want to you may prompt or oh, give me create an image of a bird for example then that's it gives you a bird image you might be okay with that that's a zero shot now let's go and say oh can you add blue color color to the wings that's few shot prompts you are actually defining it more because you are not happy with the output so prompts does not change any model weights but it gives you the output that you need so it in, in general it's uh, it, it could be giving you good results while fine tuning is only required if you need to customize your model for specific business needs giving you accurate relevant co- context responses for your applications whereas you're trying to get more factual because you own the data for that particular relevant business so you are providing what is important for customers to know based on the data that you have okay so it sounds like with fine tuning you can sometimes get better results but you know it involves tweaking models weights and parameters which you know requires at least some machine learning skills So I would think, you know, customers that aren't necessary tech companies, they probably prefer to use these models more right out of the box. 
So with that in mind, can you share some examples or cases where these Gen AI, Gen AI models can be consumed without having to do any fine tuning? Yeah, absolutely. So let, let me add an, another point. With Bedrock, however, you can fine tune some of the Amazon models without much expertise, but it, at least you, there needs to be some kind of awareness around what it is doing, how to call the API, what are the different invoking points, uh, and how is it actually shaping your outcome. Now let's jump to some of the examples where fine-tuning may not be required. Consuming existing pre-trained foundation models can help with generating content, customizing content, or summarizing text, creating digital assets. So if you have, uh, if you're building an app or a website and your developer, developers have little or no ML expertise, it's a good way of adopting the foundation model without fine tuning at all. Let's say you are able to get summarization of that text, generating new text into your existing product base without much of fine tuning using prompt engineering. You are able to get that output that you need. Go with that option. You don't need to fine tune. And one thing you have to remember is fine tuning can be expensive depending upon how much are you fine tuning. What are the different models that you're consuming to fine tune? So in order to keep your costs low while consuming some of these foundation models, when you talk to our account teams or solution architects within your, bring up some of these questions that will help you understand what are the different variations that you can pick and choose and how to form your solution better. Now that we have learned about in general, how to fine tune and if there can be models used directly in your Gen AI applications without fine tuning, how can customers get started on Gen AI today? Yeah, absolutely. So that that has been major uh, uh, question coming out all through my conversations. How do I get started? So at AWS, we share all the latest information on our website. I highly encourage you getting in touch with the AWS account team. Ask for generative AI demos with Amazon Bedrock now that it is GA. Ask for SageMaker start foundation models. Try signing up for newsletter. So we're going to share some links in the description today for Bedrock as well as updates, but feel free to check it out. And if there is any questions, we are happy to learn from you. Okay. And with that, that's all the time we have today. I'd like to thank you, Lavanya. I think you've definitely helped our customers today rethink their Gen I strategy in the cloud. We also want to thank our listeners for joining us today. Please send us your feedback by emailing us at rethinkpodcast at amazon.com. Thank you. Until next time.